Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It may be your baby's first trip to see family over the holidays, or you might be a seasoned traveler and having to take care of a child on a trip has you stressed. Traveling with babies on airplanes can be enough to make everyone sigh in desperation. How do you overcome the difficulties of traveling and learn to enjoy both the journey and the destination? We're here with Carrie Simmons, star of Travel With Kids TV series, and this is Parent Savers, episode 29. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I am your host, Casey Wilt. Parent Savers is all about helping new parents from the baby years to the toddler years. So download the free app, sign up for the free newsletter, like us on Facebook, or send us an email or call our hotline. This is your show, and we want you to be involved. We have amazing experts at our fingertips, so shoot us a line, and we'll get your questions answered. We also have a very new option of joining our Parent Savers Club, and it's where you can download the archived episodes and get exclusive content and more. So I am a new parent myself. My son Carson is almost 23 months old, and I'm joined by three new parents here in the studio. Hi, my name is Owen. I uh, own a video marketing company in Oceanside. I'm 32-ish. <laughs> I'm 32 going on 25. Uh, I have three boys, Kanan five, Jameson is 16 month, and Benjamin is five months old. My name is John O'Reel. I am a 38-year-old writer, live here in San Diego, and I have three boys as well, five, three, and one. My name is Michelle Franklin. I am 36. I have one daughter who is also one. Her name is Dylan. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Before we begin today's show, here's Detective Damian Jackson with some great tips on protecting your children. Hey, Parent Savers. This is Detective Damian Jackson with the Escondido Police Department's Family Protection Unit and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force here in San Diego, California. As part of the Escondido Police Department's ongoing series of community outreach education to help families enhance their personal safety, I'm here today to talk to you about GPS programming. Criminals are constantly looking for those easy opportunities these days to take your property and turn it for a quick profit on the street. As new parents, you're probably on the go a lot, and with today's technology, getting where you need to be is as simple as tapping an address into your GPS device and off you go getting to your next destination easily and efficiently. However, one of the easiest items to spot, steal, and quickly sell is that GPS device sitting on your dashboard or center console for all to see. It doesn't matter to that criminal what the best route to SeaWorld might be or where the closest sushi spot is, 
but the address you've programmed in the home category is like giving a criminal a treasure map and the X is right on top of your house. My tip for the day, don't make home your actual home. I'd be willing to bet there's not one of you out there listening that doesn't know how to get from your house to the grocery store or from the grocery store back to your house. So for an added layer of security and protection for you and your family, instead of using your actual home address, use the grocery store as your starting and finishing point on your GPS device when using it to plot out your trips. That way, if someone relieves you of your GPS device without your permission, you will only be giving them directions to the produce section and not to your family's castle. For more information on how you can keep your family safe, visit us on Facebook or Twitter at forward slash Escondido Police. With the Escondido Police Department and the San Diego Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, I'm Detective Damian Jackson reminding you to keep your family safe and smart. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Well, I'm so excited about today's show. If you know me, you know travel is near and dear to my heart. So figuring out with kids can add an element of difficulty. So we have Carrie Simmons with us, whose family is the star of the TV show, Travel with Kids, which I'm excited to tune in and watch it. And she's here to help us turn the difficulty into an incredible journey. So briefly, Carrie, tell me about what Travel with Kids is and how did you get started? Um, Travel with Kids is a television show. It's kind of a documentary meets adventure travel reality show. Um, on traveling with your kids, and it airs on PBS and in 30 other countries internationally. And how we got started, well, we, my husband and I were big travelers pre-kids, mm-hmm. and we had backpacked around the world, taken a year off, done all of those type of fun travel memories. And when we had our first child, everyone said, ah, now you have to stop yep, traveling. Yep, I've heard that. <laughs> And we said, well, why would we stop traveling? We want to expose our kids to this, you know, this amazing um, adventure and this amazing kind of absorption of the world. So when Nathan, our oldest one, was 10 months old, we took him on his first big journey, and we took him to Ireland, uh, Spain, and Morocco. And when we got back, we got a lot of questions that didn't even dawn on us, like, how did you get diapers? How did you get baby food? Well all these people have babies in Spain and Morocco, so we just got it the same way they get it. But we never, it never dawned on us that people would have questions like that. So we made our first show in Puerto Rico a year later um, based on just answering questions on how to travel with babies and toddlers, like where to, how do you deal with naps, where do you change diapers, things like that. So it was very focused on the tips, the kind of nitty-gritty of traveling with a baby. Now we have a 12- and 10-year-old, so the show still offers some of that um, kind of parental guidance, but a lot of it, the focus of the show is now on the boys and how they're experiencing destinations, what in, a, what in each destination is fun for kids. So how does a parent get over their fear of traveling with their kids, messing up schedules, 
that sort of thing, sleeping in a foreign place? A lot's going to change when you're on the road. you got to put that out there right away. You've got to be flexible with some of the schedule stuff. Um, but as long as you kind of keep, keep the same routines that you would at home, um, even if they're sleeping in a bed that's not theirs, if you're doing the same things, you're reading the story, you're singing the same song, you know, keeping those same routines in place, it's going to be much more um, comforting to them. Also, I would say getting on the schedule of the place you're in versus that's the jet lag thing. Try and get on the schedule of the place you're in. So like if you're flying from California to New Jersey and you've got a three-hour time difference, do you, and you know my child naps at noon, do I try to get him to nap at noon in New Jersey or do I try to push it back three hours and, and you know he's napping at three in New Jersey time? Right. I, I would try and get him on the schedule. That first day might be a little bit more miserable for you, but it's going to make the rest of the time there better. If that makes sense. No, well, I I wonder about that sometimes because I feel like okay, if I get him on a light nap and then he sleeps late or he goes to bed late, that means I can take him out. You know, if I'm in Spain, you know, going out to dinner late and bringing my child along. Right, and that's and you got to look at the culture too because in Spain more people do do that. You'll see kids out at midnight on the on the plaza strolling around so you know you don't want your child to miss out on that stuff or you you're back in the hotel room with your I kid know, in a, in at a like eight plate. and you're like oh <laughs> what am i gonna do <laughs> but i think that that's also that's real that's a lot of child-centered parenting you know um with with our kids we they have schedules and and naps and things like that but we also you know we don't want to be legalistic about it too and expose them to new things even if it's local it's like hey you know friends invited us out to go see a live musician at a at a coffee shop you know we want to expose the kids to that and not be like oh well he has nap time or he has bedtime at that so you know my my a lot of the things that you'd mentioned kind of assumes there's a a, a child unfriendliness about any non-american hmm. place you know what i mean oh spain did they uh, you know are you know did they have baby food there in spain cuz i hear that they hate <laughs> children in Spain uh, you know what do you do you see a lot of that happening or what are some tips that you have to to I don't know help parents know what resources to look at I, I I mean I went to Europe and the grocery store system there is not the same as it is here there's not uh, you know a major shopping chain at no. every red light you know what I mean so what tips do you have for parents to uh, help them get acclimated uh, to the area they're going right well, it's definitely a different experience in the grocery store, so we've seen that as well. Um, I have actually found that, for the most part, countries outside of the United States are more receptive to having children around, especially like restaurants and places where you just don't take kids here. Outside the U.S., you're saying it's a little more... Yes, yes. like Europe is way more open to having kids in, you know, in fancier restaurants or in restaurants later where you wouldn't necessarily find that in the United States. You mm -hmm. might get those looks like, why yeah. do you have your kid at this restaurant? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For As far as um, finding out kind of what the culture's like before you get there, um, I think guidebooks, we always promote guidebooks. Even if it's a guidebook aimed at adults, you'll get the feel for the destination. Or finding parenting sites that are in that um, specific place that you're going. There, you know, Every place has parenting sites or mom sites or family friendly sites that type of stuff right. so just looking you know searching those on google um that definitely helps with you know trying to figure out what it's going to be like for your child when you're there and it also will give you 
places to look for special things that are fun for kids in that community. You know, I think that's an important one too, fun for kids, because we, we travel twice a year uh, at a minimum um, to to Utah, where my family lives. And we we drive, you know. You had mentioned Casey about f- airplanes, and I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> you yeah. know, That's you take kids question. on an airplane. <laughs> I'm curious, like, how do you make the the? We we have a pretty decent system for the kids in the car. You know what I mean? And that is, we leave at eight o'clock at night, so <laughs> they sleep most of the way. Um, what what tips, um, Carrie, might you have for uh, making the the travel, the actual nuts and bolts of traveling more enjoyable. I'm especially interested in the airplane one. I, I can't imagine my 16 month old. What do you have to pay for a ticket at two years old? At two. Okay. So I, I have no idea how you keep a two year old in an airplane for an hour to Utah, much less five hours across. Yeah, I know the we're going to New Jersey at Christmas time and yeah, we have to keep Carson, but he's also done about 20 flights at this point. Really? So, yeah. So anyways, Carrie, what do you have to One say about that? I was going to say is the earlier you acclimatize them to traveling, the better the travelers they are. Hmm. So a lot of people say, Oh, I'm going to wait until, you know, they can remember it. I'm going to wait until they'll appreciate some sort of museum or cultural activity, but the longer you wait, the harder it is for them to travel. We took Carson when he was four months to Italy, and um, it was one of those things that was so frightening because my husband and I were huge travelers before international travelers, living internationally and everything, and we had an opportunity to go to Italy, and people were like, are you crazy? Your baby's four months old, and I kept repeating myself, this is the best time, this is the best time, this is the best time, (laughs) even though if I didn't agree with it, and now looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have gone at three months somewhere, I should have gone at four months somewhere, I should have gone at five months somewhere. It actually is the best time because they're the most portable, and you can keep them on their schedules while they're sitting Mm -hmm. in your lap well and and I was worried because he was always been a rough baby and surprisingly because you're there's so much going on and so much activity and so much interaction with everybody on the plane that he forgot he had his stomach hurt or he forgot because he was so being so social but yeah what like Owen said what are some tips for airplanes or cars or trains that you have well the first thing that I always say is remember it's only one hour, it's only four hours, it's only eight hours out of your life. So worst case scenario, your kid cries the whole time, which I, by the way, have never been on a flight where a kid cried the whole time. That's always the parent's number one concern. Mm-hmm. And I've, in all our traveling, I've never been on a flight where a kid actually cried the whole time. You know, that's interesting because I, I think that that goes back to, uh, you know, America as the kid unfriendly place, you know, like that's what the media kind of thrusts on us is this is what it's like if you bring your kid on plane or you bring your kid in this restaurant so don't do it or you get on an airplane and you see a baby and they go oh great i gotta sit yeah. next to the baby <laughs> yeah. i like i like the worst case scenario part you're feeling like people are looking at you like oh don't be sitting next to me you know yeah so yeah. i think the number one thing that i always say is relax because if you're not relaxed the kid's not going to relax so you just got to be relaxed you got to take it with some sense of humor if the kid's starting to cry you know, have the tools with you. What are some tools you recommend? She says Benadryl. That's the first tool. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> I know. I was like, how young can you give kids melatonin? <laughs> I have them, depending on the age, I have the child pack a bag with me so that they know what's going to be on the plane. They can't be telling me, oh, you left this at home or you left that at home. Um, I do keep bring a special blankie, special toy, but make sure it's one that's replaceable because things do get lost on the road. And small. So that, you know, just end a trip right there if the first day you bring something that is the number one thing in your child's life and you lose it. 
So um, either have two of them with you, something that's a backup. Um, but then I also make sure that they pack with me. And um, we pack small and quiet. You want to think about other passengers. You don't want your kid hitting the same button that's making an annoying sound for the entire flight. <laughs> and look. Right. And creative, like clay is a great thing oh. for airplanes. The kid can remold it and remold it. It's not, it's like a, a natural resource type thing. It yeah. just keeps reinventing itself. Wiki sticks are the same way. Kids can play with them the whole thing. What's a wiki stick? Um, you know, those waxy kind of sticks or pipe cleaners are another oh, good one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like it's not something where it's a coloring page and they're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Constantly replay with it in a new way. Do you buy things for the passengers around you, like lollipops? Or <laughs> I heard about someone doing that. I heard, I heard about someone doing That's that. That's a good idea with my 12-year-old, I think. <laughs> well, I heard about someone um, giving little bottles of alcohol to the passengers around them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and part of me, part of me likes that idea, but then the other part of me goes, "No, like exactly what you said earlier is that America's not baby friendly." So part of me was like, "Just deal with it," you know? Right, right. I mean, making a joke right off the bat isn't a bad idea. Making a joke of it, or you know, putting it out so it's not the elephant in the room. But I don't know about buying everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I think that also, um, you know, there is this perception that America is, you know, not as friendly, but. I think that individual people are usually pretty understanding. Um, I know that when I went to Las Vegas with my daughter, I had to fly back on my own. Uh, I was really overwhelmed with like all this gear I had to like carry around with me, but everyone was really nice. Strangers were helping me like get my mm -hmm. stuff together and all of that. So I think that even though there's the perception that America as a whole is maybe not mm -hmm. friendly, I think that individual people are usually pretty. I think so too because we're we're a real family oriented, you know, center right uh -huh. kind of country. Mm -hmm. And and uh, again, I think that goes back to the media and the, you you watch you watch the movies and it's the kid that's screaming and these parents are all disheveled and dad's drunk and, and whatnot. And we don't see that in real life. My, my wife and I, we just celebrated our third anniversary. And so we took the uh, – Benjamin was four months old. And we took him to kind of like a nicer restaurant down in downtown Oceanside. And I'm sitting there going to this really nice restaurant with a dress code. With, with a you know a carrier Maybe. in yeah. my arm and I'm like trying not to knock over champagne glasses and things like this and we felt stares but I but after a while we thought you know I, I think that's really in our own minds right. I really think what they're looking at is our cute little baby uh-huh yes. you know what I mean yes and so I, I think that that's a good thing to be conscious of is yeah. just telling yourself hey they're staring but you know I think that they're they're grandparents and they're right. their aunts and their right. cousins and they they like babies like yes. the rest of us yes Seems like also a good tip then is if you're not traveling with kids to be friendly to other people with kids That's a great mm -hmm. point. and hope that it gets paid forward when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have found that most individuals are way willing to help and there's always at least, you know, a few that are around that have traveled with their kids or their grandkids or yeah. and they're very open to helping you with things or, you know, trying to get things for you, carry things off the plane for you. Mm -hmm. So they Americans are very helpful. Um, great. When we come back, we'll talk about tips and tricks to make the destination fun, educational, and memorable, as well as what to pack. So we'll be right back. We're back with Carrie Simmons from Travel with Kids TV series, and we're asking her about how to travel with kids. So 
what do you pack? You know, you said you came back from your big trip and everyone asks you about diapers and food and stuff. So do you pack toys or diapers or treats for the airplane? Or We just got a tweet over here. I'm over here on, on Twitter and we just got a tweet in from Mommy Life that says there is no such thing as overpacking when traveling with a baby. So I'd be interested in, in knowing what you do pack. And if you're out there listening and want to join the conversation, uh, follow us on Twitter at the hashtag parenting or hashtag parent savers. So what do you think? What do you pack? Oh, I say least as possible because you've got a kid, you've got a stroller, you've got a pack and play. Who has t- who has room for clothes? Really? Well, I see and I pack a lot. Basically, I have my suitcase and I will put as much stuff in there as I can. I think we brought like... I way too much clothes, way too many diapers, way too many toys, all that stuff. But if I were, on if you needed it, you right? Might. Exactly. So as much as my suitcase will hold, I stick it all in there. Well, I don't want to pay the overage fees on the bags though yeah, either. So sure. I think that that's kind of my top. Diapers limit. aren't heavy. Yeah, yes. but you can always buy those wherever you're going. I mean, if we're going somewhere like if it's to a relative's house or somewhere where we know, I'll plan. We'll plan on being able to do laundry there just so we don't mm, overpack yeah. because otherwise you got to carry all that stuff around. With the diapers and the uh, baby food things like that, I'll pack just enough to get me to the grocery store where we're going to stock up on the next thing. I don't want to overload our bags, especially with the overcharges on mm-hmm. restrictions on luggage nowadays. Um, I do back two days worth of clothes and diapers, and especially if we're going to like a tropical place, I pack their swimsuits all in a carry-on in case the luggage gets lost, yeah. which mm-hmm. we've had happen before, because the last thing you want to do is get there and have to go rebuy all the stuff that you're waiting for in the luggage. And all you want to uh, do is throw them in the water because they're cranky. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, on the bathing suits especially, because yeah. that's a hard item to go out and just replace. And yeah. uh, isn't the value of the dollar, especially if you're going overseas, uh, you're going to get a little more bang for your buck as opposed to taking all your dollars? Less. That's it depends on where you go, yeah, really. Another way really. around. Yeah. yeah. Now, nowadays, that was the our... last time I traveled over. Yeah. There, so. <laughs> now, <laughs> 1985. <laughs> nowadays, with our dollar yeah. decreasing. Well, and you also, if there's certain size, like bathing suits, I was saying, is you don't want to have to go size those while you're, you know, looking around a resort town, mm-hmm. trying to find that stuff. And if you're in a resort town, it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of stuff. We also, Nathan was just talking about as far as packing to take advantage of space. Nathan? Um, my mom, I don't know where she came up with this, but she takes our clothes and rolls them, yes. like folds them up, and then rolls them really tight. Yeah. So it's small and compressed as she can possibly get it and tapes it. Ah. And then I also actually date it, but that's because we're filming a television show. But I wouldn't opposed to doing that even if we weren't because then I can just pull a roll out for that date and kind of toss it at the kids that's and not prepared. have to think about yeah. what shirt is going to go with what and how are we going to you know so that's an easy way to just pre-plan what you're going to wear and just make it easier when you get there it takes more organization ahead of time but I'm always for making it easy while you're there. Combination of healthy and sugar treats. We try and do the healthy treats first and reserve just like technology. We reserve the sugar for the end mm-hmm. when the, when you have nothing left in you. <laughs> Here's a lollipop. Take it. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, and actually lollipops are a great one for landings on airplanes because mm. they have to suck on the lollipop. Yeah. Um, gum obviously for the landings on the airplanes or for babies you want to hold off on feeding them until you're landing so that their ears 
can clear easier. And then uh, travel size games, always try and use magnetics. There's a lot of magnetic games out there so the pieces aren't falling all over the car or under the plane seat. Yep. So once you get to your destination, how can you find um, like kid-friendly activities for the whole family to do? Like I went to Las Vegas last month um, and it's not super kid friendly. So, but also conversely, like we'll go to we go to Utah and there's this like family fun center and there's nothing for us to do there. Like you know, we're right. just kind of like escorting the kids around for eight right. hours and then right. it's like now where's the balance in that? Yeah, Carrie? yeah. I always try and find balance, and that's exactly right. You want to find balance. You don't want it to be all kid oriented, and you don't want it to be all adult oriented. Right. So um, if you're going to travel a kid's destination, you can look at travelwithkids.tv. We have lots of um, information on what activities we've done in the locations that are a balanced, balanced activities. But even a lot of adult activities I, can, I find can be made family friendly. Well, going to the Louvies, even as an adult, is an overwhelming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ask. <laughs> It's a it's a neat place to go, and it's amazing, and the things you're seeing, but it's just huge. What I did is go, I went on the website, and all, most museums have a website where you can go and see all the different exhibits, or at least some of their more popular exhibits, and I printed pictures of those, and then before we went into the Louvre, I handed each kid five pictures from the museum, and they went on a scavenger hunt trying to find those exhibits. And it actually worked out well for us because it got the guards into it. They hmm. had guards running, trying to find the different stuff. Some of the stuff was so obscure, the guards were, like, perplexed. They were so into it. And they ended up taking them in front of the ropes in the Mona Lisa. <laughs> it really engaged the guards as well. Did you find those things through guidebooks and stuff? The, you know, the, the ways to wait, answer, I mean, the ways to make those questions up for the kids? Right, so just... In my own reading about the destination, about the castle we're visiting or whatever, I kind of try and think about it from a kid's perspective, what would be interesting about that from a kid's perspective. But most places, even just, you know, kind of making up a story or just exploring it with them, that's all kids want. They want to be engaged with their parents. It sounds like one of the big tips is you plan so that everything can go well, but then be ready to throw the plans out the window and enjoy the moment. Right, exactly. That's really similar to um, parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Carrie Simmons, for helping us learn about traveling with kids. If you want more information on today's show, go to our episodes page on our website or visit travelwithkids.tv. Our conversation will continue with Carrie after the show for our Parent Savers Club members. So see our website to sign up. We have a question for our sleep expert, Joanna Clark. This is from our Facebook page. And Amy Ronaldo writes, My 10-month-old is a pretty good night sleeper, but naps are hit and miss. Some days I get two naps of one hour plus, and some days it's two naps for 30 to 40 minutes. How can I create more consistent naps? And what nap schedule should I expect from her at this age? Hi, this is Joanna Clark of BlissfulBabySleepCoaching.com. And Amy had a question about her 10-month-old. So in this age group, uh, babies are sleeping between three and three and a half hours of daytime sleep spread between two and three naps a day. And the minimum restorative nap for this age group is about 45 minutes. Sometimes these naps will be short, uh, which she is experiencing, but it's always a great idea if you could try to 
comfort the baby back to sleep to see if you can uh, continue with the sleep cycle and get a total of 45 minutes of sleep combined um, for one of those naps. And uh, also, um, watching the wake windows of your child will really help you better understand when your child is most ready to sleep so that it's not hard to get them to sleep. So children at around 10 months of age are really only awake between 2.5 to 3 hours in their wake cycle. So in other words, if they wake up at 7 in the morning from being asleep all night, uh, by uh, 9.30 in the morning, that child will most likely be ready for their first morning nap. And when they wake up from that morning nap, you want to take a look at the clock and know that 2.5 to 3 hours from the point of waking, they will start showing sleepy signs and be ready for that next sleep cycle. So it's always super important for families to watch both the wakefulness window as well as the sleep window when you can tell that melatonin, which is a drowsy hormone, is showing up and showing sleepy signs for your child and maximizing the opportunity to get your child into a dimly lit room uh, to show those sleepy signs um, and help comfort them to sleep for a more consolidated nap. Hope that helps and good luck. That wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question for our expert about today's show or the topics we discuss, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com or Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Don't forget to tune in to Behind the Scenes Parent Savers Club to keep listening. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.